a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Thursday. Uh, if you missed our last segment uh, with Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute, he always has such great insight. Uh, make sure you go to the KSL News Radio app. Uh, pick up the podcast there, or you can go to the uh, podcast page on ksl.com and uh, listen to that uh, great insight from the mayor's race to the governor's race to the presidential race. Uh, Jason always has uh, a dialed in and a great perspective in terms of what's happening and, and more importantly, what's coming next. So a lot to uh, continue to break down there. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, we are going to keep our eye on what is happening on the Salt Lake mayor's race. Uh, again, we, uh, we've we confirmed that there are about 8,800 ballots uh, that still need to be counted. And how those uh, ballots break uh, will determine who the top two are. Uh, as we mentioned before, Aaron Mendenhall has about a 600-vote lead over former Senator Jim DeBacchus. And uh, Luz Escamilla is close behind uh, that with by about 112 votes. So all of that could flip and invert. And uh, who knows what happens next. But we're going to keep our eye on it. And the moment uh, those uh, numbers, that tranche of uh, votes are uh, posted, we will let you know. And we'll break that down, what that means moving forward towards November. Uh, we've also been talking a lot about uh, the uh, presidential politics uh Governor uh, John Hickenlooper from our neighbor to the east in Colorado uh, has stepped aside uh, from his presidential race and is toying and mulling over the potential to run for the Senate uh, against Cory Gardner. Uh, And I will just say Cory Gardner, a Republican from Colorado, uh, this will be his first reelection. And he is uh, he's one of those happy warrior kind of guys. We're going to talk about happy warriors a little later in the day today. Uh, he can be very fierce and fight on the principles and the issues that that he really cares about. But he's a happy guy and he can interact with anybody across the political spectrum. Uh, he's a great bridge builder. Uh, he's a great uniter that way. Uh, but he's just a happy warrior. I don't know that I ever saw him where he did not have a smile on his face, even even when there were votes in the middle of the night. Uh, His office was across the hall from uh, Senator Lee's office, so we ran into him in the hall all the time. And even those middle-of-the-night votes, while the rest of his colleagues were sort of uh, shuffling along with their heads down, kind of pouting (laughs) with an angry face on, uh, Cory Gardner always had a smile, always had a little bounce in his step. Uh, which I think will make him tough to defeat, uh, even in a very purple state like Colorado. Uh, And so it'll be interesting to see who the Democrats put up. Uh, I actually don't think Governor Hickenlooper is guaranteed to be the Democratic nominee from Colorado, uh, just because there are some others already in the race who have a lot of money, 
already raised and uh, are pretty well positioned to win there. So anyway, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to weigh in on today as we look at some of these uh, national uh, presidential candidates on the Democratic side, uh, it's really interesting to me. You uh, you sort of have to look at uh, someone and say, well, how are they doing in their current job? How's the current day job going as they're trying to upgrade uh, to become president of the United States? And our, our friends over at Axios today posted uh, exactly what those who are currently in Congress, how they're currently doing in their job. And so if you look at that, um, they, they compared two things. One, how many votes, what percentage of the votes that have been cast in the House or in the Senate uh, since the beginning of the year have they missed? Because that's your job. As a member of the House, member of the Senate, your job is to vote on behalf of your constituents. And the other thing that you're supposed to do is engage in legislation. So they also looked at how many bills had they sponsored or co-sponsored. So really interesting. Uh, here's, a, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. So you have uh, Senator Cory Booker has missed 45% of the votes taken in the Senate this year. 45%, almost half of the votes. Kamala Harris has missed 44% of the votes. Bernie Sanders has missed 40% of the votes. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand has missed 40% of the votes. Elizabeth Warren uh, has missed 28% of the vote. And uh, Senator Bennett uh, from Colorado has missed 27% of the votes. And actually, Amy Klobuchar uh, also in the Senate. Man, half the Senate is running for president. No wonder they're not getting anything done. Uh, Amy Klobuchar has only missed 22% of the votes. So uh, if you look at it on who's doing their day job right, uh, Amy Klobuchar is showing up and casting votes. So compare that. Amy Klobuchar has missed only 22% of the votes, and uh, Cory Booker has missed 45% of the votes. So that's very telling. And I think that's why it we haven't had that many presidents come out of the Senate. Uh, Barack Obama sh- uh, sort of broke the mold there in a long, <laughs> a long set of losses uh, by senators running for president. Uh, but he, he he broke that in his uh, first election. But it's always tough. It's always tough to run from the Senate. And uh, anyway, it, a part of that is just you miss a lot of votes. So so that's the first half of the equation. The second half of the equation is how many bills have they sponsored? So how many bills have they sponsored? Uh, We're going to break that down. I'm going to hold that. We're going to do that after the uh, bottom of the hour break here because to me this is really interesting. If you're not doing your day job well, how could you expect to do your next job well? Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.